Psychologically tall. I'm talking about ethics. You you patented it and packaged it and slapped it on a plastic lunchbox and now sell it. You want to sell it well. Same. <laughs> I'm Woody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. They'll soon be back and in greater numbers. Any friend of Olive's is a friend of our daughter. I am really close on this one. Really, really close. Let's watch my favorite part again. Shall we? Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Daniel. And this is Scenes from a Marriage, a movie podcast where we, as a married couple, watch movies and talk about them. Exactly. Thank you so much for listening. It feels like our podcast's birthday. Happy birthday. It feels like it's been <laughs> gestating up until this point. I don't like that word. And now, <laughs> and now it's out in the world. We are on Apple Podcasts. Woo! So, Thanks, everyone. Yeah, we want to say a huge... Thanks, Mom. Just kidding. She probably fell asleep. She fell asleep watching our... I mean, listening to our first one. We watched her fall asleep now. (laughs) Creepy. Okay. Uh, So if you want to use this as like kind of an ASMR sort of thing and just, you know, uh, that's fine. My deep baritone has that effect on some people. Okay. Dear Lord. Uh, (laughs) A bunch of our friends have already gone and listened to at least one. Some have listened to all three of the episodes that we currently have up. Shout so, out Cardi's. Woo. Yeah. Thanks. Karen, <laughs> Joey. Uh, Benjamin. Exactly. So thanks very much for the support. We, uh, we're really happy to hear that you enjoyed it. So uh, it's spurring us on to make some more. So it, you can now find us on Apple Podcasts. We're soon hopefully going to be on Spotify and Stitcher. I'm working on getting us onto a couple of different platforms. But again, we're super excited. We now have a website, scenesformarriage.com. And we also have an email address. So if you want to email us any feedback, suggestions, rants, anything really, you can reach us at podcast at scenesfromamarriage.com. And once again, that is S-E-E-N scenes. I don't know what will happen if you email S-C-E-N-E. <laughs> Good luck. So yeah, thanks again so much. And it's going to spur us on to do some more shows and like the one that we're doing now. Welcome back. This is episode four. Uh, in the last episode, we talked about Scott Pilgrim versus the world, mm. a movie that featured quite a few bands doing battle with one another. Today, we're discussing another band battle movie, but it's an entirely different kind of music altogether. It's, it's an, an entirely, entirely different, different kind, kind of music. music. <laughs> Amanda, what are we talking about today? Um, so we are talking about the movie Drumline. <laughs> Endless um, drum rolls. Drum rolls. Every Saturday, in every stadium, halftime is game time. Hit him with a little flight of the bumblebee. Except at Atlanta A&T. Then one day, Devin Miles showed up on campus. (laughs) 
I just thought I'd add a little something, something on the end. Yeah, that'll work. He's got his own attitude. Let's go. Come on. Oh, hell no. Nah. What is last rule of the rule book? If you do not read this rule book, your, your head, head will, will be shaved. He's got his own style. I'm sorry, but rehearsals are closed. I can help you out with a couple of them dance moves. Two, three, pop it. But his big ambitions... I'm the best drummer you got. You want to prove once for all that I'm better than you? Bring it on. ...could cost him everything. You are no longer a member of this band. It's not always about you all the time, Devin. Now... What is our concept? One band, one sound. The guy they didn't want... Today's BET Classic brings in over 50,000 fans and an even bigger television audience. ...is exactly who they need... You want to give them a little taste? Cecil, take off your uniform! ...to take them to the top. It's showtime! Which is a movie uh, that came out in 2002, and it's one of my movies. I don't know if I should be embarrassed to say that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, with Nick Cannon, and it's a nostalgic movie for me, I would say. Um, But yeah, I finally got Daniel to watch it, and here we are. Yeah, how long has I been sitting on the shelf awaiting Um, my eyes? Definitely since uh, we were dating in 2017 and I had a bunch of movies, like a stack of movies that you had to see, which were probably kind of lame, like Uptown Girls. No, I love Uptown Girls. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) they're well, I'll say this. They have been there for a while. This was a full screen pan and scan DVD (laughs) version that we watched, which didn't do the movie any favors. Uh, a lot of those, I think the ones that are sitting up on your like parents' shelf or something oh, yeah, for a yeah. while, uh-huh. uh, were, again, maybe like kind of early, like early DVDs. You think about it now, I don't even remember when it was that kind of DVDs started replacing VHS, but I think it was probably around the turn of the century. Honestly, I think I remember us having the movie Drumline on VHS. Like, I'm pretty positive. Like, that and Christmas Vacation. And then I was like, I need to get these in DVDs because these are some of my favorite movies. This is a double dip. This is one that you, you know, you had to have it on the new format. Yeah. Which, like I said, don't know if I should be embarrassed. Hey, email us and tell me if I'm not alone. (laughs) (laughs) Curious. Does anyone else love Drumline? (laughs) When did you first see the movie? Um, let's see. I was doing the math. I feel like, I mean, it was in middle school for sure. Maybe like sixth or seventh grade. Yeah, probably around that time, which I was actually in the band. I think in seventh, actually maybe sixth and seventh grade. I was in band. Yep. Well, you're like a little tiny person with an instrument. Were you? I was. What what were you playing? I was playing the flute, which my mom actually played the flute. And I think I was playing her flute. Um, and she was in the marching band. So I think that was a you big played your draw. Mom's flute. I played my mom's flute. Um, yes, that old thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, every mom has one lying around. <laughs> so weird. Um, no, but that's what drew me, um, to drumline more. I think that's probably why I enjoyed it. Cause I had an experience, you know, being in the band, Mr. Barnhart, good times. Is Mr. Barnhart your band director? He's a band teacher, yeah. From from middle, middle school. school. I remember, uh, I think he kicked Chelsea's ankles. I just remember stories about that. My sister Chelsea. <laughs> she also played the flute. 
Yeah, wow. I feel like I'm getting a lot of fragments here. What, what's the story about the ankles? I don't know. I think she was acting up and he would kick her ankles. <laughs> I don't know. So what you're saying is <laughs> it really is as serious as what it's portrayed in the film. If you're in band, band. Is serious, man. Yeah. I mean, because it kind of looked like the, and I'm tipping my hand here that I was never in band. So I don't Shame. I don't have all these experiences, but is it, it, it kind of looked like the military. I mean, OK, it wasn't drumline, but it wasn't. Well, it wasn't like the military, but he wanted us to be, uh, you know, on our best behaviors and whatnot. Right. It, it does look very kind of regimented. So I guess that's as good a way in as any. How does the marching band as shown to us in drumline reflect your experiences with it such as they were? Well, like I said, I was never in the marching band, but I was in. Band. You're in regular. I was in you're regular. In stationary band. I was in stationary, which I mean, is a lot easier than actually. No, I was okay. I was not in the marching band, but I was in the Christmas parade, and I played the okay. piccolo, which is like the small. And did you march in the playing the piccolo, or were you I on did. a float? No, I was not on a float. <sighs> Sad times. Yes, I was, but I was, you know, I was walking, marching, whatever, and so it was hard to do you know, two things at once. But so I can't imagine, you know, being on the drum line. But I definitely, after watching that movie, wanted to play the drums. That's all I remember. Okay, that's not all I remember, but that's one of the main things. I see. Uh, this is, you said in middle school and you said you had it on VHS, you had it on DVD. Uh, do you have any idea how many times you've watched it? <laughs> um, Enough. Uh, enough that when we watched it this time, I'm pretty sure I was quoting a lot of a lot of it. I don't know if you heard me on the couch saying things, but more than four times, more than five times. Um, I mean, more than five times, I'm sure. Yeah, more than five times. It had to be. We'll have to ask Eric about that. I mean, at that point, it just becomes kind of something that's in the air. Like it's just it's just rattling around your brain. It's I just like a might... comfort movie. I don't know. I don't know if comfort movie is the right term, but all I know is I I definitely use some of the quotes from Drumline in everyday life. I mean I can't remember the last time, but I know that um I've probably used new beginnings. Let's just quickly cover some uh some ground uh, about the the movie before we kind of go into more discussion. This is a uh, this is a movie that stars Nick Cannon, uh, Orlando Jones, Leonard Roberts, and a young Zoe Saldana. Surprised me to see her. Love her. There. Uh, it's directed by a guy called Charles Stone III, who also made the Bernie Mac vehicle, Mr. 3000. Wow. Have you heard about that? Is that the a movie? Baseball, yeah, it's a baseball movie. 3000. With, uh, Sounds like a car. No. And more recently... The basketball comedy Uncle Drew with Tiffany Haddish. Did you see the ads for that, Uncle Drew? No. I think it was last year, two years ago. Uncle Drew. <laughs> Looks like a crazy movie. I don't know. But uh, it's, our, our, it's our guy, Charles Drumline Stone III. <laughs> um, and this was, this is, I believe, the only Nick Cannon movie I've ever seen. You know, me too, I think, because let's see, I think I knew him, not knew him, you know, um, from Nickelodeon or from like, what is, what was it? Like the slime? Is it, stuff. was it all that? That, or, was he, or no, 
uh, was that Keenan and Kel? Well, that was Keenan and Kel, but I think uh, it was on some show like it that. was Nickelodeon for sure because it was Nick at Night. <gasps> Wait, was he on Nick at Night? Because Nick and then Nickelodeon is that why <laughs> they put him on Nickelodeon? <gasps> I was today years old when I'm just kidding, but <laughs> uh, this was I looked it up earlier. This is his first major film role. Wow. He had a small part in Men in Black 2. I don't know what that was. He never did? saw that movie. Maybe he was an alien. But he never really got anything significant. But then all of a sudden he is the lead in Drumline. And after this, he immediately starred in Love Don't Cost a Thing, uh, which was later remade for white audiences as Can't Buy Me Love. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Little community joke there. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> uh, Love Don't Cause a Thing was the remake, but <laughs> with a black cast. Um, And so after he did that, he did Drumline. He did Love Don't Cause a Thing. And that really propelled his career on to such heights as Garfield the movie. <laughs> and Shall not... We Dance with Richard Gere? No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Wait, wasn't he a game show host or something? He did something like that. I'm going to look it up. This so Cannon was a teenager on all that before hosting the Nick Cannon show, Wild and Out, and apparently America's Got Talent. That's the one. That's the one I was thinking of. America's Got Talent. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, big things for Nick Cannon. Indeed. You know, Mariah Carey. <laughs> Wait, what? He married Mariah Carey. They had twins. You know, I think I heard about that and I totally forgot yeah which i don't think they're together anymore maybe lend some credence to the subplot in the movie where he gets with zoe saldana but i always thought you know that was kind of weird because he comes across as a total creep yeah he totally does he is a creep yeah and she's older she's a coo okay so drumline if you haven't seen it before go watch it this, I guess he's a, he's not a teenager. He's a high schooler. He graduated from high school and he's going to college and he goes to A&T, A&T, Atlanta A&T. Wow. Um, and he gets a scholarship and he's on, well, he's not on the drum line. But anyway, he goes there because he's a really good drummer. Um, and yeah, so basically he is at the school and he thinks he's hot stuff and he can play the drums and whatnot. And He's got to be taught some hard lessons. And so the whole movie, he is, you know, doing stuff and things and drumming. And really, he's doing stuff and things all the way through the movie. <laughs> all the way through the movie. And then there's a girl in there. She's on the dance team. And, you know, a little bit of relationship stuff, friendship. And, and that's the Zoe Saldana character. That's, yeah. I'm trying not to give things away. I think giving, I don't think it's a spoiler to say who plays a, a role. <laughs> spoiler alert! And spoiler alert, Orlando Jones is the, is oh, the yeah. band. <laughs> no, but, and then there's um, another school that um, is like their rival. I can't remember the name of it, but they were purple. And, um, <laughs> and they, they're pretty, uh, they're pretty cool. And, as the bus driver says, that school will be. What? Spank it at ass, spank it at ass. 
I remember that one. Is that from the movie? That's literally from the movie. (laughs) You'll excuse me for not memorizing it, but I I only saw it the one time. I saw it it a few times. Or maybe you said slapping. Anyway, who cares? They, (laughs) they, 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 um, they're really good and their, um, audience likes to dance to their music and Orlando Jones, I mean, what's his name? Is, is it Dr. Lee? Dr. Lee. Dr. Lee. He is serious about music, which I love that he he takes it seriously and, you know, appreciates the music and not just, you know, something to get your foot tapping, your booty shaking. But anyway, if you do watch this movie, then you will be dancing on the couch probably. Okay. You know, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing a very good job. You of know, it's funny. Uh, Esteemed film critic A.O. Scott said something very similar in his review. Like what? That it would be hard to stay in your seat watching the movie. You know, it was very difficult. Rousing. <laughs> I don't know if he used that word, but he wow. did say anything about it. Yeah. So. so anyway, the movie is their the rival bands, and then you know, at the end they they have a little competition and whatnot. So, and Nick Cannon learned some things. And he's going to need to. He's going to need to learn a few things. Yeah. So, wow, that was a very long description of that movie, but that's what it is. I mean, it wasn't that long. We didn't get through everything, but, you know, that uh, it kind of has the shape, the familiar shape of a... A drum. <laughs> sports movie. Yeah. Right? Like, Remember like, the Titans. Exactly. It kind of, if you were to describe it in broad terms without using... The specifics without saying that he's, you know, a drummer, then it would kind of sound like a lot of those mm-hmm. kind of, you know, inspirational sports movies. Learning where, how to be a team, accomplishing a goal together. You know, yeah. there's that last scene where it's like, oh, no, are they going to win? Are they going to whatever? And the anticipation of what's going to happen. I love it. You've got the hotshot loner mm-hmm. who thinks he's, you know, he thinks he's God's gift to the world. And you've got the hot girl that he wants to get with. Mm-hmm. You've got the strict authority figure who clashes with him, mm-hmm. who, you know, is going to force him to become a better person, force him to become mm-hmm. a team player. You've got. And he also learns about himself, the his brother, well, not actual brother, but the drum captain, whatever. Wow. I did not know. How do you have this memorized? Well, I don't remember details. With uh, Sean Taylor, yeah. played by Leonard Roberts mm-hmm. in the movie, is the other... What did, what did you call him? He's I, the, I the forgot captain. What, he's like... Yeah, he, he's like the leader of the drum line, but I, I forgot what... He's an A1O because they come in and they're crabs because they wear white shirts. Not like snip snip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a thing. Apparently, and I, I'm not hip to the to the jargon. The well, neither was I until jargon. I watched the movie. I read a number of plot overviews on this going in, and the one that I kept seeing called it a fish out of water comedy about a drummer. And you said you thought the movie was funny. I did. Yeah. What uh, can you recite a line or recall a moment that? That makes you laugh because I will say when I was watching this, 
I did not get the humor. I mean, I wouldn't say f- I wouldn't say funny. I, I I mean, I would say more like feel good than funny. Like when his roommate is trying to be all secretive about what he's doing and he's on the phone and I just thought his like mannerisms or whatever it was funny. Um <laughs> those are so his mannerisms. <laughs> what are you quoting? <laughs> Family guy. Oh. Anyway, um yeah, so that and then when um he's doing the battle or not battle, but like he's trying to become an A1 his friend the token basically with the big drum the one oh, the token white guy being, yeah token white guy he's like banging the drum and he's just you know they're in the drum room and he's trying to teach him how to you know feel the drum and then the girls are outside and he's making it sound like you know he's doing it but anyway yeah so there's little scenes like that that are kind of silly kind of like situations yeah that are amusing in there and then but i mean oh then there's some tense parts those moments where you're like don't do it like in parasite when they're underneath the table and it it makes me really anxious are these the parts where you know he's going to like elaborate on the routine or like go off book yes that that and it makes me anxious because i'm like no you're gonna get in trouble don't do that but yeah when they like you know hit other people's drums and whatnot. Yeah, so I, even though those parts made me anxious, I did enjoy this. But, I mean, that's not a feel-good part. But I don't think I would necessarily say funny. I feel like you, when we were watching it, you were saying that it was really funny or that you was thought I it, laughing? Or that you found it funny. Uh, and maybe that's just because you have familiarity with all of the lines and so now you I think that's, put them. I think that's what it is. And I obviously can't remember them all because I have a horrible memory. I feel like coming of age drama is closer to what it is. Okay. That's, yeah. when, when when they said that, uh, I think I feel like that's that seems to make a lot more sense. I mean, I could watch that movie like several times and probably not get tired of it. But I think it's because I enjoy the music. Okay. Um, and, and I think that's what it is for me more that it's like it doesn't matter how many times. I watch it. I'll always love to listen to the music because I like funky, fresh music. <laughs> <laughs> I really do, you, do. Do you listen to like big band stuff? I mean, on the who is you know, outside of what? It, who is the? Well, I mean, I like uh, like the Jackson Five, and you know what songs did they play? I can't remember, but I right, like in the movie. Yeah, in the movie. I mean, he talks about Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, yeah, do. yeah. I like Earth, Wind, and Fire. I remember a song my mom said she played in the marching band. It was, well, actually, I don't remember. It goes like, do you know it? I mean, I've definitely heard that before. I don't, I can't tell you the title. That one, she played that one in the marching band, but now I don't remember it, the name of it. Mm-hmm. Email us and tell us. Just kidding. I'll figure it out later. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what is your opinion of Nick Cannon in the role? And I guess we start with that. I want to know what what you think of how he portrays that character. And do you buy, especially the relationship between him and the girl? Well, and I know we talked about how you weren't a huge fan of him. Um, well, I mean, I find him absolutely infuriating throughout the movie but i also think that he's supposed to be like it's not just because 
Like, so I think there's an argument to be made that he's doing exactly what the role asked him to do. But what do you think? Well, I can't remember the very first time that I watched it, like how I felt about him. I, I mean, I, I like his character. I mean, I am like hoping that he will he will learn to be a part of the band and it it's not just all about him. But I mean, I like that he's really talented and I feel bad that like his dad wasn't in his life and he's just trying to make it. And so maybe I, I mean, for me, I just like, I wanted him to succeed. And then I didn't, I thought that the guy that was trying to, um, like the drum leader, Sean, I didn't like his character because he was trying to teach him a lesson and he was being mean, but like, I feel like what's Nick Cannon's character's name in the movie? Devin. Devin. <laughs> I should have known. My parents almost named me Devin. Did you know that? It told me that. That was almost my name. Wait, wait, if you were, would that be if you were a, a boy if I was or a, if girl. You were a girl? Okay, so it's gonna. Devin was like <laughs> runner right. up to Amanda. Yeah, but then my grandpa said, "Don't do it. It sounds like devil." Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. Wow, I forgot about that. Grandpas are good for that kind of wisdom. Yeah, and here I am, Amanda. But um, yeah, so I I thought that Devin was just like a kind of like a, a happy-go-lucky character. Like he's not hurting anybody by being really good. Like except, I mean, because I don't think other people on the drum line cared as much uh, that, I mean, Sean cared more than anyone else. And it's like he wasn't harming anyone. But I mean, he didn't wake his roommate, ugh, roommate up in the very beginning mm-hmm. um, when they walked out on the field. So, I mean, he was, he was just trying to look out for himself. So I liked him, but I did want him to learn a lesson, but I, he wasn't infuriating for me. I don't think. I mean, I wanted to punch him. Wow. And obviously I wasn't the only one who felt that way because the other, what, I don't know what you call the, what do you call a band person on the field. I want. I wanted to say majorette, but that's stupid. What, Bandmate. I mean, what, um, no, the guy it was. It was on the opposing team. Remember, he gets right in his face. They're having that oh, band battle, yeah, and the yeah, guy yeah. decks him one. Yeah, I don't know what you'd call them. And it's because he's always making these faces. That's true. He's always he, mugging, like he's like, like he just thinks he's hot soup, and <laughs> <laughs> soup that is too hot. Well, I was trying to keep this a PG rated podcast. Oh, oops, sorry, and I already said that about slapping that. Okay. The way that he comes on to uh, Zoe's character oh. is just like he's trying to act all bad and everything, but it does not like it does not register at okay, all. Okay, so him in the in the drumming aspect, I was like, well, he actually really is good. But then with him approaching her character, I thought, I mean, I didn't like that because I was like, is this realistic? Like, is an upperclassman really gonna like an underclassman like him, who? thinks that he's you know all that all that uh, 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 uh. okay you know like, the, like i get that you've got that scene where with you the cornrows well you could argue that again that you know the movie knows that he's being ridiculous yeah but the, the fact that she like kind of falls for it i yeah. feel like it throws me a little bit i i didn't find that super believable because you know zoe is real hot and nick cannon is not as much. I mean, he's okay, but like, I don't know. I just feel like she could do better. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, what? Let me, so, who who is who's your favorite character in the movie? Let me ask you that. Um, I mean, I don't know. 
I mean, I don't want to say Devin because, I mean, I... You're allowed. It's not a test. I know. Well, I would say him or... I. It's hard for me. I don't know. I really, I, I really like Orlando Jones' character. I like Dr. Lee. Um, cause I, I mean, I don't want to go for the main character, but I do enjoy how Dev, like Devin's relationships with different people, like him and Sean, I really like that relationship and how that, um, you know, changed throughout the movie. I like that, but I, I, I think I do like Orlando Jones's character, Dr. Lee, maybe like him the best because he's just, he's just funny. Cause he's like, so like he knows what he likes and he knows that it's good and he's a good teacher. Like he's a good director and I appreciate that. And yeah, he was very much my favorite character. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's in part due to Orlando Jones performance. He has a certain gravity in that role. And it's again, if we're going to kind of talk, tie this back to something like remember the Titans, I feel like that'd be like the Denzel Washington yeah. kind of role. Um, very respected. I have a I have a fondness in movies usually for the like Enneagram one type character, Mm -hmm. the one who has a really clear sense of right and wrong and feels like they are not going to compromise their principles. Whenever I feel like whenever I see that character, I usually am in their corner. Mm -hmm. This and this is or this is a case where. I really appreciated his approach to the music mm-hmm. and what he was going to do. And he wasn't willing to do absolutely anything to dangle in front of an audience. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. was going to have some integrity in terms of what he thought was you know, good art for the band to do. And I appreciated that about him. Yeah. And I, I liked it. I mean, I, we, this is, is this a spoiler podcast? Am I allowed to say things or no? Oh, what? Are you talking about the ending? Yeah. I guess I don't have to give it away. I mean, here's the thing, y'all. It's kind of like when we talked about uh, how to lose a guy in 10 days. I mean, I guess there's really only two ways a movie like this ends, right? Uh, Either the plucky underdog team triumphs over their rivals or they don't. Well, not that, but like the part about, you know, okay, I'll just say it. that He doesn't know how to read music, but there it is. Um, no, but I like that he, that Dr. Lee appreciated the music so much that like he, when he found out that he couldn't read music, you know, when Sean called him out, um, he wasn't like, so like he can play well. He's like, you're going to go back to, you know, music 101. You're going to learn how to read music. And it's like, he's helping him out in his, you know, future career. And he's not just like, you're really good. We want you on the team so we can win. He's like, no, like you're going to actually learn how to read music and be a better, you know, part of the band and, you know. Because he had enough people kissing his butt already. Right, yeah. And telling him what he wanted to hear, which is kind of why he became the person, in a sense, that he was. Who, Devin? With, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he needed somebody like he needed Dr. Lee yeah, to, wasn't taking to be crap. strict yeah. with him and, not com- again, not compromise. Because, and, no, so I wasn't in band, but I did play sports. And yeah. on every sports team, there's a guy like Devin who yeah, is maybe he's probably one of your top three players, but he 
does it, you know is a showboat or he thinks is not a he team can get player. away with things. Mm-hmm. Right. And so those guys always have to be reined in. You've got to be able to make them work for the team. And that's that's if you ask me, maybe the best, which I'll kind of get in a second, but um uh maybe the best kind of idea in the movie is when they say, you know, um what's the guy, uh the the section leader. Uh section leader, yeah. That's Sean what, yeah. tells him, you know. They don't hear you. They hear the band. Yeah. One heartbeat, one band. What is it? One heartbeat, one band. And that's true in a rock band, too. You yeah. know, you, if you if you're a you know a drummer, bass player, guitarist, whatever, you can't be all about you. Yeah. You contribute to the overall sound. You contribute to the song. The song is paramount. The performance is paramount. It's not about you as an individual. Yeah. Yeah. And I like how doctorally. I mean, he was basically like a dad to him he was disciplining him and Devin could see that when he did not give information to the rival um like band director and um I don't know he I just feel like he even though this other guy was going to give him what he wanted he's like I'm not going to betray Dr. Lee because he's my dad just kidding but that's one thing that's interesting uh about this as well and I again, I was looking through some reviews on this because I got the impression just just looking at it, I thought this is a movie that, you know, a certain audience really likes and that probably critics don't care for. Mm -hmm. I was surprised to find out that's not the case. This has an 81 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. The vast majority of critics gave it a positive review compared to 70 percent of audiences. Uh, And. Like uh, Roger Ebert called it a good hearted film and said that it avoided certain cliches, Mm -hmm. which I thought was pretty surprising considering I found a lot of the stuff in it to be pretty (laughs) down the line with this type of movie, which you would expect. Um, But, you know, it's interesting that, you know, he's this is a kid from Harlem that I think they say. And, you know, he's not. Uh, you know, he's not a drug addict. He's not a gangbanger. He's mm-hmm. actually, you know, a, a clean dude who, who has gotten out of the um, difficulty that, you know, his father obviously was. He said, I made it without you, Pop. Yeah, his father was essentially absent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he goes and really deals with that in primarily a constructive way. Yeah. And goes, yeah, he says that scene at the beginning. And that's why I was like, I really like his character because, I mean, even though he might think he's a hotshot and all that, um, he he's a good kid. Like, you know, he's a good kid. What do you think the, what do you think the message of the movie is? One heartbeat, one band. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, I think it's, well... <laughs> Prim's being real cute in here right now. Um, hey. We're going to have the part on every one of these episodes where we talk <laughs> about how cute and sleepy she looks. I know. She is. She likes to be a part of this podcast. I mean, I, I think it it's like, remember. The Titans. <laughs> the ti- <laughs> exactly. That's what it is. Remember the Titans. Done. Um, maybe like remember where you came from and or like just know that. Being a part of the group is better than being you. I can't do this. You tell me what it's about. I'm asking you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm curious to know that because, well, because I want to know, A, do you, what do you think the message is? And B, does it resonate with you? Or, you know, uh, I think it's, 
I think it's useful for us to ask what a movie is saying, right? Because yeah, every movie is saying something, whether it intends to or not. This one, I think, very obviously is intending to say it, right? It's got a pretty, it's got a pretty clear moral. Uh, the moral is, don't be proud. It's, it's stay humble. That's what it's, the moral is: stay humble. Bam, nailed it. Yeah, I mean that's definitely that's definitely a theme. Your talent only gets you so far yeah you also have to put in the work yeah you also have to be a team player team player that's what i was looking for yeah so either this is a nostalgic movie for you it's one that you've seen a lot um and is is that why you felt you wanted to show it to me so that i could be in the know be aware of this thing that yeah i mean i i just wanted you to share in uh, a movie that I enjoy watching several times, kind of like how to lose a guy in 10 days. Um, and also it's just like a, I mean, even though you said it's, it's like similar to other movies, like remember the Titans and other sports movies that maybe you've seen. Um, this is just a movie like I knew it, it wasn't one that you probably have seen or like when you, when you said you hadn't seen it, I think I was shocked because that's how I react in every situation when someone hasn't seen a movie that I've seen. But then I'm like, oh, wait, I know the movies that you have watched. And I'm like, this is totally not a Daniel movie. And then actually, honestly, it was to the point where I was like, I just need you to watch it because I think it's it would be funny for you to watch because you might not like it and I would laugh. But <laughs> sorry. No, it's okay. I mean, that's part of why we're doing this, right? Because so, I'm pretty sure you've said I would not like to watch that movie. Or you, like, you you didn't express really wanting to. Like, you weren't, you weren't excited about it. And so that just, not. and that just made me, it's kind of like when I want you to try a food that I know you don't <laughs> like, and then I'll make something, and then you eat it, and you're like, oh, this isn't that bad. And I feel like hashtag winning like i am successful in that did you want to know what i thought of it of the movie or yeah i want to know what did you think about this movie <laughs> <laughs> well you're right it's uh it's zero percent a daniel movie yeah like there's there's really there's honestly all well there's almost nothing about it that on the surface appeals to me except the fact that of course it is about musicians so uh, i think the fact that it being about marching band is more interesting than if it were about football. I think that's what a lot of people reacted to about it is that even though it's that style of movie that they hadn't seen it done with a band, you know, before. And so there are no, there are no footballs to be seen. There's no hikes, no tackles. It's all about, praise the Lord. (laughs) It's all about the band. And, you know, when I was in college, I went to maybe two football games and I went because I had friends in the marching band oh, and I wanted God. to see them at the halftime show. I didn't even care about football. I mean, when you're at a football game in person, it's more fun. Go Pirates. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's part of the issue, isn't it? Because really, in my estimation, you correct me if you think I'm wrong about this, but mm-hmm. I feel like the primary kind of draw of a movie like this is those marching band scenes where the band performs. And there's a couple of those where they have a competition. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. 
right? And they try to, they go back and forth with the other school and try to, you know, outdo them. Mm-hmm. And so if you, if you're not into that, there's not really a lot to kind of catch you. Uh, because, I mean, at least the way I see it, the, all of the kind of character building stuff is pretty basic. Like there's not, I don't know, there's not any really super well-defined uh, characters or like, I don't know, there's not really a, a script that I would find memorable. Yeah, you gotta be, part. you gotta be into the music and to the band. I mean, but those like formations when they, they're lined up and they have to walk out on the field and do like the, the dates they did, you know, 2000, whatever, all that. Just thinking about all the work that had to be put in to do that and like to coordinate all that. And it like, it just amazes me. Mm-hmm. Um, and like when, you know, at the ECU football games, when they would make um, like the North Carolina symbol or I can't remember what else they did. It was just really impressive. And it know. is impressive, but it raises the question of what do we get out of watching that on a screen versus watching it in person? On a full screen. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's, it's, I think it's a legitimate question because it's, it's similar to the question of how a stage musical works when mm-hmm. it's translated to the screen. You know, there are certain things that uh, work for you on a stage that you are taking in this entire, you know, coordinated thing that's happening in real time in front of your face. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a thrill to that that is sometimes hard to capture when you are, you know, filming that and breaking it into a million tiny pieces mm. and showing that on a screen. Now, so I said earlier that we watched this on a pan and scan, which is unfortunate because the actual movie was shot in like 235, which is a really wide aspect ratio. So you're, you're losing a lot of the frame when you see it that way. And I went back before this recording and I watched some of the scenes oh, you did. in the full aspect ratio What'd so you that think? I could kind of get an idea of what was going on. And I, I paid more attention to how they were um, assembled. Mm-hmm. So like the one, because, you know, there's that one scene where they, where they near the end, where they, they spell out 1970, I think it is. They would spell out a year on the field and you, on the DVD, you can only see like the middle two numbers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, um, so you can see the whole thing. And the, you know, the way that they're constantly cutting between, you know, someone's hand on the drum to the next person, you know, moving, doing a foot move to the, the cheerleader, dancer, you know, doing yeah. over there, the uh, the dancer to the reactions of the people in the crowd. You've got Nick Cannon's face in the in the top of the frame, you know, showing how he's kind of feeling about it. And then you cut to the hand double, which I assume he's not playing all those parts on the drum. Maybe oh, he can maybe he can know. play some, but he yeah. probably can't play all of it. Um, I didn't think and so I looked at that sequence and I thought, well, you know, this is actually a really competently put together sequence. Like there's, you know, if it's doing everything that it needs to do. I don't think it does more than it needs to do. Mm-hmm. I think it does exactly enough to get to what it has to put across. And the uh, there's a there's kind of a universal, I think, um, reaction to that we all have in again those kind of sports moments or you know when when the our our team quote unquote mm-hmm. is trying to beat the other team and the movie puts you in the seat of the one team. So we're on their side and we're hoping that they're going to win the day. Mm-hmm. And those sequences can and should kind of have that in, you know, that, um, that kind of inbuilt uh, inherent excitement to them. The only one to me though, that really 
stood out was the very last one. Oh, like when like the drum lines when they're doing their routine at the end and they're trying to they're going back and forth and one of them is trying to win. Like for like when they break it down to the drum line after the tie or like before the tie. I think right at the very end, so probably after. So that when the drum lines are playing, yeah. Yeah. Or battling, whatever. That's one of the few times when I thought, oh, you know what, that's actually pretty impressive what they're doing. Yeah. And it looks like um, you know, I, I feel like a lot of it didn't quite get me excited about those things. And so when those things weren't happening and when Orlando Jones wasn't on the screen, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of a flat line. Yeah, but the music, it like plays in my head still all the time and it's great. Does it? Anyway, all the time in my head. It's great. (laughs) You just need to listen to the cast recording from Drumline on Spotify. What? Is Is there a soundtrack? I mean, I have to assume there is. Well, maybe I'll listen to it sometime. Do you know that there is a sequel? No, there's not. There is. Wait, how new? I don't know. I'm Did I look? look it up. I feel like I looked into it, and I think it didn't look very there's good. There's a sequel from 2014 called Drumline: A New Beat. Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leonard Roberts is in it. Nick Cannon's back. Probably for like a cameo. Is that well, the? Is that the one where I showed? Um, I watched the trailer in the car that one time. I don't know. And I probably wasn't impressed. Is the is the lead character a girl? Is it a young girl? It's yeah, Alexandra Ship plays the lead. I don't know. I, I was just curious. I know because we talked last time about you know, what would you do if there was a sequel, but there is a sequel. I would say there should not be a sequel to this movie, the end. Yeah. I, I and would, we're all agreed. I would <laughs> I would say that I would not watch the sequel to this movie because I don't feel like it needed one. Oh, it definitely didn't need one. I'd say they wrapped it up pretty well. I mean, maybe if there was a sequel, then it would be about... No, I don't know, because then I would just... It would just be like following Nick Cannon and like what his next year looked like. and then But there would have to be drama. It would have to be another... There's bat- always there, drama. There doesn't need to be another one, you know? It's good. Uh, I, I quite agree. Yeah, cool. But well, we get to ratings, but do you have other stuff you want to say about I was going to say, but if you if you could choose to follow another character more, because I don't feel like they really followed a whole lot of characters in there, who would you like to have followed more, like seen more of in the movie? I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be Layla, right? Zoe. Is it Layla or Lila? I think it's Layla. Got to be Layla, because I would like to know more about what's making her tick. Yeah, I feel like the dance crew could have their own plot going on. You know. Yeah, maybe that's what maybe that's what the sequel could be about. It could be about the dance team. Like I'm not yeah, because I'm not saying this one needed more. Because actually, it's almost two hours long, which is kind of yeah. long for what it is. Uh, I was a little surprised, but I will say, in its defense, I didn't. It didn't feel two hours long. Yeah. I think it it kind of moved, which is good. Um, you know, you know, I would watch a sequel about um a dance team because another thing I don't know if you know this, but I love dance movies. Are these are these coming up 
on our schedule? Are we going to get to bring it on or bring it on again? Bring it on the third time. Just, last dance. I don't think I've step ever. Up, step I up haven't to ever the seen. I haven't ever flash seen. dance. Okay. I haven't ever seen. <laughs> stop <dancing>. it. <laughs> no, but you have watched Dirty Dancing with me for the first time. Remember? I do remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your parents were um, present. And I was like, wait, this is probably that was not. That was the first, first time. That wasn't the time we made it all the way through. Yeah, no, that's true. We didn't make it all the way through. No, but um, I don't think, I have not seen Save the Last Dance. Speaking of people shaking their butts, I was, again, I was looking at all these things. The Owen Gleiberman writing for Entertainment Weekly said that this was a superlative B-movie. He called it funny, sexy, and rousing. Wow. B-movie like uh, Jerry Seinfeld B-movie? Just like that. Mm. Personally, I didn't think it was all that. Uh, <laughs> there you go again. No, what? but I did like Step Up. Is that is that Channing? Yeah, but that's not a movie that I'd be like, you have to watch this. It's just, you know, I could watch. I think uh, Tara told me to watch Stomp the Yard. <laughs> What's the one with? I could watch. Gosh, how many of these are there? I can't believe I was able to There's name that bunch. many off the top of my head. I know. We're going to have like a whole year of dance movies. I know, right? It'll be awesome. What would you rate the movie out of five Nick Cannons? Out of five Nick Cannons? Hmm. You know, while you're thinking about it, I have an anecdote. Okay. I was just talking to Russ earlier, my uh, old college roommate. Mm -hmm. At one point, we had a friend on the dorm named Hans. Hans, for what reason I'm not sure, although I can imagine a few, really hated Nick Cannon. He was super <gasps> anti-Nick Cannon. And he also, this is getting maybe a little off on a tangent, but when we played um, when we played Smash Bros, Russ would be Mario and would beat him a lot. And so he, would, he didn't like Mario either. Um, so Russ got a fish that he named... Mario Nick Cannon, just, you... <laughs> just to screw with Hans, just to torment Was that him. his full name, Mario Nick Cannon? Mario Nick, as far as I remember, I asked him earlier because I thought maybe there was a third name in there, um, but all but all I got is Mario Nick Cannon, but that was that was the fish um, that we had in, in the dorm room. That's anyway, funny. So now return to our regularly scheduled rating of the movie. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I will say... I think I'll just I'll just give it four nicks. Four nicks out of five. Nick, 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 nick. <laughs> Nickelodeon. Nick Cannon. That was not a good one. But yeah, I think I'll just give it four. I mean, I like it. It was good, but I wouldn't be like best movie ever. Mm-hmm. But it's quotable. Yeah, I remember all those quotes. Like, <laughs> come on, say it. Okay, when it gets. Flight of the Bumblebee. Flight of the Bumblebee. That one. There it is. I didn't do it very good. New beginnings. Those quotes like, he memorized his audition piece. Who does that? No, I just quoted some things. Which I did because when I was a, when I was playing piano, I memorized my audition pieces. Who has time to look at a sheet? Okay. Yeah, but I totally just, I just said, she's like, hey, have you seen a fine brother with the cornrows? Okay, that's not a quotable thing. I wouldn't say that just like all the time. But there are some things. Oh, I didn't remember it when I looked it up earlier. There was one, the I think the coach of or the head of the opposing 
college mm-hmm. said something like, uh, Dr. Like, Brown. I don't care if you can't read music. Uh, people don't know how to read the word or the sign for the toilet, but they know how to use one or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There were some. There were some. Oh, oh, I know. What about um, Charles? He's like, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? My name's Charles. And he's like, it's all about the tuba. There you go. There I go. It's all about the tuba. The tubas, man. You're that Aaron. It's all about the tuba. Aaron's not going to listen to this. I don't know why I'm saying that. He's not? (laughs) Rude. How many Nick Cannons would you write this movie? I would give it... Out of five. Two, possibly two and a half Nick Mm, Cannons. Wow. Because I think that it rises to the level of basic competence uh, as a as a music movie the competition scenes on the field pretty much work mm-hmm. I think the stuff around it doesn't work as much outside of the Orlando Jones character who I did like a lot I mean like I said there's there's some good there's some things to like about it particularly the way that it approaches the growth of that character I think you could uh, specifically the uh, the Devin character you could certainly have a movie that is, with this same setup that is rather anti-establishment and that wants to make him, you know, the hero for being, for kind of walking his own road. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, he brings up the band with his innate talent and they go off book and, you know, and that's how they kind of just really stick it to the, the, the stuffy establishment. I think the way that he has to kind of hit all these different roadblocks and learn from these people who are, who are established in the band. Um, and to make himself a ultimately a more compelling performer, I think that is the maybe what works uh, about this because again he comes in as such a kind of cocky jerk that seeing him get uh, knocked down time after time after time is actually one of the pleasures of the film. Oh my goodness! <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed that. Indeed. Oh, there was one thing I was I was gonna say. So maybe this is just a capper. I saw a review on Letterboxd where someone said this is or no no someone said pitch perfect was the white girl version of this movie i love pitch perfect do you find that comparison to be apt (laughs) yes i i feel i i would say that it's probably true especially makes a lot of sense you really have a thing for some of these um performance movies of I don't, these, I don't these music why. performances that are just a little off center. I do. It's so strange. Yeah. Cause like acapella, I marching like band, marching, the dance. I love the dance movies. That's like one of my, one of my dreams. Well, it could never happen to be a dancer like that. I, I could never do it. But anyway, if I could have any talent, be that or to sing, you know, well, mm-hmm. sing well. But anyway, yeah. Pitch perfect. Love it. I just love music. I love music that is fun. Like Ray the Quarry plug. (laughs) That one's for you. Thanks. All right. Well, that's our show for this week. Once again, thanks so much for checking us out. Uh, You can find us on Apple Music, hopefully Stitcher, Spotify pretty soon. We're in the process of that. Again, if you would like to email us Mm -hmm. any feedback, suggestions, uh, or multi-level marketing schemes the email address is podcast at scenes from and it is october so it is october my favorite month 
Spooky. Spooky. Skeletons. <laughs> Skeletons. <laughs> Vampire bats. There, hopefully, we will get to maybe a couple of appropriately spooky movies coming up on the program. I told so. Daniel that um, because I love him, I would watch one scary movie for him because I hate. This is big. This is a big thing. Hate scary movies. We watched it because. Oh, my gosh, friend, I about that. Because my friend Emily, <laughs> love you, Emily, um, was like, I watched it in the theaters with um, my uh, hoodie on, and I just watched the plot like through my hoodie. And she was like, it wasn't that bad. And then I watched it, and I was like, we need to leave the theater. But also, we It was inadvisable. T- yeah, we bought the tickets, and I was like, I have to do this. And then I said, never again will I watch another scary movie. I tried to do it. Couldn't do it. But you know what? You've been slowly building up your tolerance. X-Files. We've been watching X-Files. Mm-hmm. Watch the black cat. The black cat. Which I is feel like not we've seen a few game. creepy things. So maybe, you know, it'll be a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about what's going to, what we're going to do uh, next for that. If you are on Apple Podcasts, consider leaving us a rating and a review. Yeah, leave us a review. If you like the show. Write some words. And we'll see you next time.